gosh, hi. You're never going to guess what I did today. Oh, my gosh. You didn't. A, you know I did. And B, you know that's why you love me. Oh, my God. We are so annoying. I hate us already. I love us. Stop! <laughs> Wait, no. Can you just, like, lean your head, like, to the side just a little bit? No, please. No, Sydney, please. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of I Hate Us Already, a podcast hosted by Kelsey Barnes. It's Sydney Bullen. Hey, Sid, what's up? I know we just talked for like half an hour, but I know. what are you drinking today? Um, I'm drinking water. Yeah, I'm also drinking water. We're very boring. I have a lot of wine yesterday at Thanksgiving. I really have you Canadian Thanksgiving. Thanks. Welcome. Thanksgiving is an awful holiday, but the food is nice. So mm-hmm. I'll take what I can get, I guess. Um, I really, when we like came up with this, what are you drinking idea? I really expected us to be like wine, whiskey, and coke, or like yeah, like having like these like elaborate drinks, being like yeah, today I made a coke. Every two weeks, we're like water, water, or like sometimes it's wine, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like Would coffee. You- you had you had chocolate milk once. Yeah, and I just had chocolate milk with my dinner. I sound like sorry, I sound like a child. It's chocolate oat milk that like Ooh. that adds a little bit of you know adult maturity. Yeah, maturity. That is the correct word. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what else have you been up to? I mean, that's a good question. Not anything at all, really. No, no. I feel like that's kind of like what we're talking about. So. Yeah, I mean, we're most like today. We're just going to be talking about all the media we have consumed as of late. Um, yeah, I mean, because like I'm really bad with TV, but in the last week, I have rewatched a show and watched another show. Mm-hmm. Both are in Paris. Yes. If yes. you want to introduce one of them oh, oh the first the first one that we watched that really kicked off the paris the paris kick this week was um Emeline paris um what the internet is calling a delight and a trash fire all in one and I, I, I haven't seen this much discourse about a show in a very long time yes it's because i don't think the show knows what it is its audiences mm-hmm. and we were saying that we were like i feel it feels like it's trying to be mature, but it also feels like it's geared towards like fourteen-year-olds. Yes. Time. And I put Geneva sent me a tweet that somebody had tweeted, and it was like, "Emily in Paris" is a show about a girl who has an Instagram account in Paris, and they didn't make that Instagram account and post all the pictures to it before the show started, and like they've used the pictures like since, but like. When before the show was even announced, it would have been really cute to be like, "Why is Lily Collins and all these red?" <laughs> yeah, like that was that's literally social media marketing one hundred and one. Like it's not that was not hard to come up with. But I think I think my favorite thing about the show, besides just Gabriel in general, mm-hmm. hot, hot hottest man, um, I think his real name is Lucas Bravo. I think, um, was you and me acting like absolute nutcases on Netflix for me. Yeah, like, which is, I think that's what makes it fun. 
Yeah. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed the show half as much unless it was you and I just going keyboard smash all over yeah, the keyboard. That was the whole the whole time. The, there's a moment in the final episode and Kelsey and I were like horny teenagers. It was embarrassing. And we ha- I I re- rewounded it. Like I need I was like I need to Yeah. Well you had to rewind because it only lasted like two seconds. <laughs> I think I think what has bothered me about all the discourse is that like people it feels like now more than ever people want to show to be all things like it needs to be highbrow it needs to have this deep no, it was fun little show. like like that's what that's not why I have a problem with it I have a problem with it because there's no her catching game was not good like there's no way that account would go viral there's really no like tension throughout the whole show like okay there's like sexual and tension I guess yeah like Emily nothing problem. Emily fixes problem Emily almost gets fired Emily doesn't get fired remember oh, what did she say what was that analogy that she used I don't want the whole I don't want a piece of something I want the whole was it the is was she saying croissant I don't want half a croissant I want a whole croissant, or something. A croissant or something. yeah something like that I was like you know I could have written something better, and I'm not a TV writer. No, the caption game was not. And I said to my friend Geneva, who listens to this, and I know you talked about her, that's but hi. Um, I don't think I would have made it through the show without Gabriel, Gabriel, however you want to say his name. Like, literally, I was like, I am still here for Hot Neighbor Chef, man. I, I loved Camille. Camille? Camille? I don't yes, know. I did like her. She's but so she cute. caused some problems. I mean, we all cause problems. Yes, I know. But at first I was like, no. Um, and then Kelsey and I, again, with it being geared toward a younger audience, I fully expected this girl to like crush on Emily. Like I was like, oh, that's 100% coming. Um, and it, it did not. It didn't. But maybe it will in the next season. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like people with this course just need to chill. Like, not everything's going to be Succession or Game of Thrones or have this big, it's just, like... And I just want to say, I love Lily Collins to death. Like, I was like, yeah, that she was in the show. I do, too. What I didn't like about, like, again, with I know, the show is being, like, people have said it's really, really fat-phobic, which 100% totally understandable. I... What? Fat-phobic, like, uh, like yeah. which, yeah. Yeah. 100%, like... You and I are not the right people to be talking about this, no. um, but like, definitely fatphobic. But I don't like discourse around because I know you and I talked about it like a few times. Like people were like, "She's so little, she's so little." I'm like, "Yeah, she had an eating disorder." Like yeah. back in the day, like like uh, that's when like, I said that I meant like tiny. Like, short. Yeah, like she's like petite, yeah. but like people were like actually talking about her weight, and I was like, okay, like let's not make this part of the discourse she's because that's gonna set her. A movie about it with um yeah. On Netflix. Is it called that? I don't remember. I feel like it's called that. I forget what it's called. Yeah. I can't watch that. I can't watch it. Um, But my favorite thing that she's in is Love Rosie. Mm, Love Rosie. And I was also a big moral instruments uh, fan. I was not. I I missed that. No, I loved it. And, like, she was dating Jamie Campbell Bauer at the time, and then they got back together. Oh, 
She's just that good. I know, but visually, visually, her with Jamie Campbell Bauer, that is like chef's kiss. <laughs> I just also really enjoy how every man that she is around like automatically falls in love with her. But yeah, she and she, but she also she'll do that thing where she like morphs into like the dream girl for them too. Not in like a bad way, but like. The, Have you seen the best friend test that she does with Zach? Oh my gosh, with their club yeah. complimenting each other, I feel like I'm like intruding. Yeah. Oh, like teach me your ways, Lily Collins. <laughs> um, and then. We also watched one of my favorite shows of all time, which I have been begging everybody and their mother to watch since I first watched it in 2018, called The Hookup Plan. Yes. I'm not going to try to pronounce it in French. It's like Plan de Côte de Tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I made... Um, made and movie. there's a common actor between the two shows. Yes. I really didn't recognize it until 1.30. It looked familiar to me, but I didn't, like... When I was trying to go to sleep, and then I was just like... <gasps> I text Kelsey, and it was literally 1.30. He's, like, a C-list actor, so I, like... Not... I mean, like, he's not, like, like the star yeah, cast. Yeah, no, 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 no. I... It was just, like, a random epiphany that I had. Like, you... you I didn't know while we were watching either show. <laughs> um, but I am obsessed with the hair plan now. It is 99% of my personality. Um, it's fantastic. It's adorable. I'm learning French so that I can actually know what they're saying because I feel like the English subtitles are like not 100% the dialogue. Um, it's a lot. It gives me the same feeling as, which this is another thing I've been consuming that I've already watched before. Um, for weddings and funerals, the TV show, or um. Oh, what's the other one? There's just like little rom commy. Mm-hmm. I am here for like rom-com. also like like early early Mindy Mindy Project vibes. Like season I haven't watched that. Oh my god, what's wrong with you? Let me actually explain what the hookup plan's about. Basically, this girl named Elsa. She gets kind of. She gets she dumped. Gets, she gets dumped. Her friends oh, try to like help her. She. Her, her friends end up hiring a, a male escort who like masquerades as like the dream boyfriend not even dream boyfriend but the beautiful he's gorgeous um and then naturally they end up falling for one another and maybe she finds out he's a male escort maybe not we don't know but i mean we know now but you don't know yet um it's amazing I, I think a lot of people just won't watch international shows just because they can't be bothered to actually read. Yeah. But like, I watch regular shows, like, in English with subtitles just because I'm not... Yeah, I do too. Um, so I just think if people would just open up their minds, they would all love The Hookup Plan. It's, it's so perfect. good. It's, it's dreamy. So good. I'm so glad I forced you into watching it. I didn't... It didn't take much effort, but I, I told you to watch it, like, ages ago, right? Yes, but I was on a French kick. And I was just like, and that's why, like, when I tweeted, I was like, if you want to get over the trash fire that is Emily in Paris, but you still want that kind of like rom com par- Parisian vibes, the hookup plan is there for you, my friends. I also have to say, I, I was like, I wonder why this hasn't been done, like, in for like American Netflix, like, because it's a Netflix show. Um, 
And I don't think it would work if it wasn't French. Yeah, I, it's a British writer because I was like yeah. obsessed. Like I was like I want to intern for him, but a British British guy created it and and wrote it. But I mean, I think that setting is. But yeah, I agree. Um, also, I really think the friends make the show. They're my favorite part. It's it's the perfect cast. There is not a single character in that show that is unlikable. Even like the asshole in it is somewhat likable. By the end, I was like, mm, is he cute? <laughs> No. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sad that we don't have any. I know. I mean, you never know. There might be. There is a quarantine episode. We can't get it because it's only on French Netflix. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like now, like they did, they did sum it up perfectly in the two seasons. They don't yeah. really need to make a third one. I think it's just one of those things that like are set to bring joy. Oh, that's cute. But now I want to watch like more things like that. Like, yeah. I remember watching it when it it came out around this time last year, the, the second season. And I was just like, I just want to watch more things like this. And there's really not. It's four weddings and a funeral, and that's literally it. There's no like rom com TV shows anymore because I heard there's a lot better. of like Japanese and Chinese. Yeah, which is something like I need to to practice what I preach because I was just going off about how people don't watch mm-hmm. stuff because <laughs> of the subtitles and everything but I I know there's apparently so many like Korean dramas that are amazing but I've just never like rom-com I, I also never- like that the hookup plan was like attainable like it was like sh- like it like it was I wasn't like wow I had to watch seven seasons of a tv show yeah oh my god and that was me with like Gilmore Girls I didn't watch Gilmore Girls girl Gilmore Girls until I was like 23 and I was like I don't want to invest seven seasons of my like my own life (laughs) but then I then I saw Jess and I'm like I'm good yeah that's all you really need now now when I rewatch it I only watch the episode season I'm such a bad feminist you don't like Logan no Logan is a no I don't like him like I like Jess okay the first time I watched it before I had like matured I was like Team Logan 100,000%. And then I rewatched it and I was like, I'm an imbecile. Yeah. Yeah, but like I was like really hardcore <laughs> Team Logan. <laughs> but I, I like think what got me is I watched Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life and like how that ended, I was like, no. And then I had to go back and like. But like, I mean, I didn't mean to turn this into a Gilmore Girls discussion, but like if people actually objectively think about it, Jess had the most character development out of any character on that show. Yes. Amazing. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Podcast over. Thank you. <laughs> um, what else have I been consuming? I watched The Boys in the Band with Geneva. I really liked it. Um, it's really interesting. It's the revival cast, which is really cool. So there was like a, a, if you don't know, the boys in the band is a play um, about five, maybe six gay men. And just like, and it's set in the 60s, 70s. Um, And it takes place over one birthday party. Um, And it's literally like just about them and- Were they actually in the band? What? No, no. I had a feeling. 
Uh, they're not actually a band, but um, the revival cast was um, a bunch of big names. Matt Bomer. Is Jim Parsons in it? Jim Parsons, and he's really good. Um, Zachary Quinto. Um, they're the big, the big three. Um, but what I thought was really interesting about it is a because it's that cast that did it on. Broadway for however long they really had the like rhythm that mm-hmm. plays have yeah. but also they didn't have a score at all except at the beginning and the end so you really felt like you were like Part watching a play it was really cool um but I also watched The Man from Uncle which was like I watched it for Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill <laughs> I think I would like the style in that movie. I think that would really attract me. In- what? Men from Uncle? Yeah. Yeah, you would. It's really good. But yeah. the movie itself is... <laughs> There's so many things I need to watch. I finally watched Bohemian Rhapsody. <sighs> because I love, love, love Lucy Boynton. Like, she's like yeah. everything that I want to be in life. Yeah, like, yeah, right? so cool. Pardon? He's playing Marianne, right? I know, which is like perfect dream casting. Like, who's Mick Jagger? They haven't announced it yet. That'll be interesting. It won't be Harry Styles. <laughs> I'm thinking Faisa Kelsey. And also, like, okay, this is gonna sound like I'm gonna sure? sound like such a bitch. As much as I would love him to be Mick Jagger. I'm going to sound like such a pretentious bitch when I say this, but like the movie is about Mary and Faithful and like Mary and Faithful not getting the proper, as, sorry, as everybody should know by now, I'm like a Mary and Faithful stan, like obsessive. Um, the movie is based on her memoir and I feel like if a name like Harry Styles is attached to it, it's going to become the Mick Jagger show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Marion Faithful never received the proper acknowledgement for like a lot of the shit that she did. Like how she actually inspired Mick Jagger. Not in like not even not even just in the muse way, but like I was even watching a documentary on the weekend about her. Um and they were just saying how like the, the conversations that those two would have with one another like he, like she was the she was the cultured one she was the one that told him what books to read like you know what I mean so yeah. so I feel like if he's if Harry is associated with the project as much as I would love that like actual dream casting and like just makes sense in so many ways because he literally looks like Mick Jagger and he can sing I don't know, like, it's just, it, his name associated with the project, I feel like yeah. we're just- No, I have not percent get where you're coming from. But that, now I'm like, who else could play? <laughs> we shall see. I was thinking, like, I don't know, like, is Charlie Heaton, like, too, too gangly? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, those, like, brunette, like, yeah. not, when I say the, I don't even know how to describe it, but they have, like, that face shape where it's, like, not- I don't want to say not ideal, but like it's like a weird, like a weird. <laughs> Harry has it. And Harry's gorgeous, yeah. but like it's no, it's like a, a really strong jaw. Yeah, like not which isn't a bad thing. Let's be real, but like, anyways, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. So, <laughs> um, no, yeah, 
I'm excited. Um, I have also been. I'm, Oh yeah, sorry. I really like Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way. Oh yeah, no, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> and um, then I just went off on a tangent. The, the manager in Bohemian Rhapsody is the same manager in Rock Again, but they're different actors. But I just like knowing that because he's a I, person. I'm just, like, both obsessed, of them obsessed with rock movies. I don't know why, like. I don't know. And I, I need to watch, love, like... I didn't love Bohemian Rhapsody because Queen did not love Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, so I took it all with a grain of salt, but I love Rockabilly. Because Elton loves yeah. Rockabilly. So. I always feel like that's important. I mean, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody deserved all the awards that it won. <laughs> like, it was good, but, like, I was I was re- really... As much as I, I do love Queen, like, I was raised on Queen. My mom's a big Queen fan. Yeah. I was mostly watching it just because I love Lucy Boynton and I just wanted to watch more things. And, like, her character, um, was her and, Are her and, um, Rami, they're still? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I, I can't stop, like, I'm obsessed with her. Maybe he her can makeup. Can he play Mick Jagger? Pardon? Can he play Mick Jagger? No. Mm. They need to, they need to ask my permission. No. <laughs> Just, I like just do the casting. I should be like part of the executive producer. You should. You should be the fact checker. Trust me, I've already looked at the at the um like the movie production that's doing it, and I was like so tempted to email them and be like, "Can I just come like intern for you for free for like?" I know, I know. I've already thought about it. Trust me, like, because it. it's a female, like a female run. And I'm yeah. Like, I don't know anything about movies, but like, please. You should do it. No, There's nothing to lose. I restarted Fleabag and Normal People because I... I don't know why you put yourself through either of those things again, but go off. Yeah. I'm really enjoying Normal People the second go-round because I swept through it the first time because I was so excited. Um, I'm trying to see if I can get... Like, I, I want my mom to watch it, but I'm like, do I want to watch it with my mother? No. no no but like i think she'd appreciate it but like again <laughs> i don't know if i want to watch it with my mother yeah i get that um did you ever see like the i actually took my mom to see it last year um like the flea bag when like the one woman show i wanted to but i missed it it was really good that was a great news I'm sorry, everyone listening to the podcast. It's fine. Um, I should correct. I'm watching Fleabag season two because I like it better than season one. It's like one of the one shows where season two is better than the season I know the whole point was I love you, it'll pass. Just like the whole point in normal people was that they are not together but I just need to see season three <laughs> get together. I just, the whole I love you, it'll pass hurts me every single time. Yeah, it's, I know. It's it's annoying, like. But it works so it works well. Because, and, and you see, like, by the end of it, she's like, I don't need 
I don't need to be airing my problems to you, the audience. She's like, I can do this by myself yeah. now. Which is like so lovely and like it's perfect yeah. television, but it's like But Phoebe, if you're listening to this for some reason and you feel like doing a season three, I will take it. <laughs> if you want to do a an, a season with Andrew Scott, I'm totally down for that. I um I talked to him one time. <laughs> My friend Alex, who, I won't say where he works, my friend Alex was one of the, he was the only person to be able to watch Andrew Scott, like, prepare for a monologue, and he was, like, staring directly at him as he, like, yeah, for, like, 15 minutes. At the time that I talked to him, I was, it was when I lived in London, and I was working, like, um, it was some like London Irish charity, something or another, Winter Ball. And Andrew was there, like as a guest, but it was like at the height of Sherlock, where he was like Moriarty and like pure evil. And he walked in the room and I was literally like a little bit of free. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> I don't engage with Sherlock. I cannot stand Benedict Cumberpatch and his face. You'll have to edit this out too. He looks like a pedophile. But like but, like, yeah, I used to think that, too, and then I watched Sherlock, and I was like... No, I'm good. Oh, because he's so good! It's, like, my favorite no. show! No. Oh, that hurts me. I don't like his face, and every time like, he speaks, I'm like, you are... That hurts me. That's hurts me. You'll get over it. It'll pass. I guess, I guess I think... I guess I think, I guess that's all the TV shows that I have been watching. Um, books, 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 Anything? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always have books on the go. I'm reading, like, three books right now. I'm reading Pandora Sykes, How Do We Know We're Doing It Right? Um, essays, basically, on modern life. That's literally the little timeline. Pandora is one of my favorite writers. She's from the UK. She also has a podcast with my other favorite writer, Dolly Alderton. I thought I recognized that name. Their podcast is called The Hilo. It is, like, my actual drug. Um, And Dolly has a book coming out. I just got the shipment notification for my signed hard copy of ghosts which i feel like you'll probably like too i haven't read it but i'm i mean i think i've read i've read the the plot line yeah it looks cute and then i'm also reading adults by emma jane unsworth which i got from daunt books when i was in london and i that's that's been getting some press recently i've like seen it around yeah dolly likes it too (laughs) that's where i think (laughs) um the character the main character is like not likable at all which I think if, the, if I, this was maybe even like two years ago I just wouldn't jive with it at all but I'm trying to like be open-minded with the fact that not everybody in this world is likable like you know what I mean like that's yeah. that's life yeah and like I can still appreciate the writing I can still appreciate like I can appreciate the character for who she is and what she's gone through kind of like playback season one Exactly, like, and that's kind of what I thought about when, um, when you brought up Fleabag. It's like, yeah, not every woman is good. Yeah. Has to be likable. It's exhausting being likable. I hate being likable all the time. Stop. Um, and then I just ordered two books that are behind me. 
Face It by Debbie Harry, which is her memoir. I think it came out for Christmas last year. Yeah. And then, because, you know, Mary Faithful is my girl, her second memoir. <laughs> Imagine living so much life that you have to have a second memoir. That's the kind of career I want to have. Yeah, the dream. Oh, it's called Memories. Memories, Dreams, and Reflections. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. I think I've mostly been doing TV and music, but that's the same as always. I also ordered, I mean, it's not really a book, but it is a book. It's like a coffee table book. Um, Linda McCartney's Polaroids, which is just really cool. It's a cool insight into like her life as a photographer, her life as being a McCartney. Yeah. And it's made me want to ask for a Polaroid camera for my birthday next month. I so. have one. I have one, but it's like, it's not, I want like a proper one. Mine is, my parents got it for me. It was refurbished. It's old. And yeah, I'm trying to figure out how... I should order it off of eBay or what? I may just go to my local photography store and see. I have my film film camera, but I because I don't leave the house, I'm like not using yeah. it. You like the lamp? The lamp? What about yeah. what else? What else? What else? What else? I have started speaking of dear old Dolly. Um, I know you sent it to me forever ago, but everything. It's, it's just my favorite, one of my favorite books. So it's yeah, fine. I've started that. Um, I'm a one book at a time kind of girl, so that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I can do like nonfiction and fiction at the same time, so those two books, like Pandora writes nonfiction, adults is, um, is fiction. Um, I would never guess adults is fiction with that cover. I know, it's very, I actually should actually Google if this is, if this is her, if this is Emma Jane. I don't think so, but you would think... It's not because I just opened the flap. Oh. It's not. Oh, it's so pretty. Look at the inside. Ooh, not to like, that I like that. Um, yeah. And then I, I actually just want to give a shout out to a very good friend of the podcast, Elle, and her friend Olivia, who just started their very own podcast. Well, their second podcast called First in Line. It's literally just discussing fandoms, fan experiences. Um, they critique certain things. Um, there's a lot of discourse happening in our group chat about it, which is, which is great. Like discourse about fandoms, not discourse about the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> everybody should go listen. Our three listeners that we have, everybody should go listen. To <laughs> <first in> mine. <laughs> I'm really excited for them. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I've, I've just started listening to the first episode, and and I love it already. So. I'm excited because it's got to do with fan made. That our friend Claudia and my friend Claudia is running. So. Yeah, should be a lot, good. Of, lot of friends. A lot of friends doing. A lot of friends doing shit. I'm here for it. Me too. Me too. All right, friend. Speaking of friends. Speaking of friends doing shit, I have to go do work. So boring. Yeah. What else? I don't. But I will let you go do that. Okay. See you next week. Or see you in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. This podcast is currently not sponsored by anyone, but if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this episode, please reach out to I Hate Us Already on Instagram and or Twitter. Thanks!